Welcome to IntelliKey Leadership Stories, a series of unique interviews with successful people in many fields. Leaders who are innovating, building, and guiding organizations with a higher vision. How they put their values into practice to achieve the full potential of themselves and their organizations. Now, here's your host for IntelliKey Leadership Stories, Kirsten Gouldy and Mark Stenson. Hello, everyone. It's great to be with you again. You've joined us for our next episode of IntelliKey Leadership Stories. I'm Mark Stenson, along with my co-host, Kirsten Gouldy. And uh, we just want to continue a conversation we've been having with Melissa Walsh. She is a family practitioner, a functional medicine practitioner, physician's assistant. And along the way, we were talking about how uh, clinical practice and then good, good conscious leadership and good spiritual practices all combine and overlap uh, into a healthy lifestyle. And uh, this week in our country and in our world, uh, we can't have almost any conversation without talking about COVID-19, the coronavirus, how it's affecting our health, how it might affect our relationships with others in our work and our lives. And we just wanted to continue this conversation with Melissa to get her insights, too, on what are some of the practical things we can do, not only for our uh, health and uh, well-being, but also our, our spiritual well-being and all. So thanks for continuing with us, Melissa. Thank you. Yeah. So, Kirsten, we were, we were saying as we led into this about how people are feeling. Uh, some are expressing, you know, anger. Some are expressing fear. Uh, what, what are you picking up right now? Yeah, so um, I think we, the three of us, collectively agreed that fear is the underlying premise, right? And that is, that's where we're all standing on. How we're displaying it in reacting to it is also being picked up on as well. Right. And I, I think I use the term, you know, bullying. Right. And even responding and reacting to people's reactions. Right. There's a lack of compassion to other people's belief systems, feelings or even how they integrate this. You know, we have to have a point where we actually integrate what's occurring to us here in the United States. We're having a delayed effect. Right. We have a real delayed effect. That's not, you know, not that that's fact. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're emotionally catching up but the fear is building momentum and then also too in some a lot of the spiritual communities the spiritual communities are elevating very high very quickly and collectively coming together but in the day-to-day you know how people are reacting with that underlying fear which represents itself as anger or stockpiling or doing extra work which i could say i'm guilty of right or sleeping or whatever it is right um I would say that is what my perception is, mm-hmm. but I'd be curious to hear what you both see as well. Yeah, Melissa, in your practice, uh, what are people asking and and how are you responding as far as, uh, again, it, just good health in general, but also this idea of how do I prevent uh, this coronavirus from affecting me and my family? Right. So like, you know, any other virus, which we've heard, um, washing your hands for 20 seconds, trying to stay away from other people that may be sick, um, staying out of large groups of people, getting plenty of rest, trying to eat healthy. You know, those basic things are um, what prevents the spread and um, and getting sick. 
Um, more than that, though, what I'm seeing is that the fear and stress and worry response that's being triggered is actually more or becoming more of a problem because we know when fear goes up, when worry goes up, when anger goes up, when stress response goes up, it actually affects your immune system and lowers your immune system, making you more susceptible to getting sick. Right, right. So the thing you're worried about, the worrying actually pulls it forward in metaphysical terms. Yes, right. yes, but not not only metaphysical terms, but it has that effect on the body when that sympathetic nervous system turns on, cortisol goes up. It truly has a physical response to where your body can't fight off Mm -hmm. the viruses as easily. So we need to remember that. It's not just about contact. Um, It's about where your mind is, where you're putting your focus and your thoughts at the same time. Mm -hmm. So uh, give us some practical ideas then. Certainly, if you tell somebody, don't worry, uh, that doesn't doesn't help. Uh, (laughs) You know, there's nothing to worry about here. (laughs) Nothing to see, people. Have you seen the show at the store? There's no food. There's no TP. Like, how can we not worry, right? Yeah, Yeah. someday there'll be a whole study on the toilet paper phenomenon. (laughs) But... um, so, so this idea of you know, the, the negative thinking right. doesn't really help. So give us some practical ideas on how to flip that around. Okay. So let's, I'd say let's start with fear because I feel like that's a general response that we're, we've all, if, if you, we've all had at least once in this last <laughs> least. month, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. So telling us don't be scared, not to worry, isn't really the answer. Um, or being in denial over things. When it comes to fear, whether it's with COVID-19 or anything else in our life, it's really allowing it to be there. Like give yourself permission to feel that fear. It's okay to be scared. It's okay to be worried. It's okay to feel that. And once you bring that into the presence and just accept the fact like, wow, I'm freaking scared. Mm -hmm. Like, I am freaking worried. Well, and actually, I want to say something, too, because fear is healthy. Yeah, it's not a bad... It's an alarm. Yes. It notifies us that there is something we need to pay attention to. It's how we deal with it that becomes positive or negative. Yes. And oftentimes, we either do one of two things. We feed into it Mm -hmm. or we ignore it. Right. Equally, they're equally the same. Yes. Mm -hmm. And if we can just presence it, like just be able to look at it almost from that point of view of an observer and just look at it, see that it's there without like being charged one way or the other or needing to bring an opinion in about it, like I should or should not be feeling that. Mm -hmm. That's step one. That creates just enough space to then bring compassion, generosity, love, something that we'd rather feel Mm -hmm. into that moment. As well as clarity of what the necessary steps are that we need to take because we have to address reality. Reality is COVID-19's in front of us. Yes. It's a real thing. Mm -hmm. It's not a fear factor. It's not fake news. It's real. Right. Mm -hmm. So without that clarity, like you said, and without that gap in between, we cannot make clear, decisive decisions that may or may not be life-saving decisions. 
totally. Yeah. And, and you also had this thought uh, that I wanted you to reiterate for us, and that is sort of the mind can't hear a negative. I had mm. a teacher many years ago mm-hmm. who said, you know, if you uh, see a little kid running through the airport and the mom's going, don't run, don't run. They run. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, but, and I, of course, our childlike minds work the same way. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Um So how do we flip it around to not just preventing something, but what are we trying to attract uh, rather than focusing on disease and viruses and fear and so forth? Well, what we'd like to attract is health. However, we're used to saying, wash your hands so you don't get sick. Take your vitamins so you don't get sick. Mm -hmm. Don't go there so you don't get sick. But if we could flip it around and say, wash your hands so you'll stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Let's just hang out at home and I play loved some when games you said so that. we'll stay healthy. You know? yes. Let's, you know, and speak to the positive, what you want to experience, mm-hmm. which is health. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And health is here. Here. It's maybe not out there. Exactly. <laughs> so I'll stay here where, where I can feel healthy. And the next thing would be, like, really bring it in to stay in our own lane because it's really easy for us our minds to kind of get caught up in the drama. There is like a little thing it kind of feeds. Without a doubt. Right? Without a doubt. Um, and and we get our focus goes on all this other people's stuff or the stuff at the store, or the stuff in the news or the stuff. And what about here and now with ourself? Mm-hmm. So when you catch your mind kind of going outside of yourself for a little too long, remember to bring it back in and notice like what's right in front of you. I was doing this myself yesterday when I, it really felt like the split of two separate worlds when I'm sitting here with my kids and then I'm having this conversation with my mom on the phone. You know, the kids have no idea. They're just Mm -hmm. happy and playing and, you know, like life is good, right? Right. And then you can get caught up on on the phone or watching something and you get sucked into this, oh, where's the toilet paper? Oh, I don't have frozen vegetables. And you're like, wait, wait, bring it back in. Like, mm-hmm. bring it back into this moment and just notice what's good in this moment. You know, and that's fascinating because that is the premise of Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now, right? Yes. Right. All we have is right here, right now. And if we're really present to right here, right now, we're safe, we're healthy, we're alive, we have all the resources we need, abundance is ever present. And I believe that's another one of the components you brought up, I think, in our last episode with you is the premise of abundance. It's nature is the indicator of all of it. Nature is incredibly abundant, Mm -hmm. always. And if we are part of nature, that means abundance is part of us as well. So can you speak to a little bit about that principle? Yeah, um, really just being in a we have everything we need at this moment. In this moment, we have everything we need Mm -hmm. versus feeling like we will be without in the future. Right. Because technically right here, right now, I have everything I need. And I don't know about the future. It hasn't even happened yet. So I can make up a story about not going to have stuff. It's a story, but I just, I can make up the same, like, I can make up an awesome story of abundance that I will have plenty. I have plenty. Mm-hmm. I had plenty. And the truth is, it's not even making up a story. That is real. Yes. Right? Even many of us, you know, I have grown up very poor. So I understand mm-hmm. poverty very, very well. The truth is, we've always ate. 
we always say now that I can tell you some days were barely rice and beans, like really barely rice and beans with a single mother. But abundance is so when I I know for myself, when I speak to my clients, Mm -hmm. I'm not speaking from a place of elitism where I've always had something. Right. Right. I'm speaking from a place that I know that, you know, something bigger than me has always provided. Yes. If I'm capable of retaining core principles, core values that the universe, they're universal principles, right? They're universal laws, love, kindness, faith, belief. They're not religious. These are just core universal laws. Yeah. I I think we're, we're, you're getting a sense listeners that uh, you have three, you know, glass half full, maybe uh, optimistic uh, (laughs) people around the table here. At the same time, the the pragmatic side of it is, for example, if you say, I never had time to do such and such a thing, Mm -hmm. uh, a healthy practice. I never had time to exercise. I never had time to do Tai Chi. I never had time to meditate for an hour in the morning. And all of a sudden, your 30-minute to an hour commute is not happening because you're working at home. Instead of replacing that with another hour of work, you would say, I'm going to put that into my spiritual practice. And even on the very practical business side, if you said, I never had a chance to work on my personal brand, never had a chance to update my own website, I, I never had a chance to work on that. my book, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, I would really like to go out to a coffee shop. Maybe I won't do that if I want to be socially distant, mm-hmm. uh, but maybe I'll do that at home and maybe I'll invite my neighbor for coffee. I mean, these are things that I think uh, I'm inspired by your conversation, uh, Melissa, about, you know, it's not what I'm not going to do. You know, it's not what's being taken away from me or it's not what's being eliminated in my life right now. But rather, look, look, I have more time or I have more time to prepare a healthy meal or I, I have time to be creative about cooking what's already in my clo- uh, my pantry because um, it's pretty full already, you know. Um, so, yeah, the, this abundance, we have enough right now. We have enough time. We have enough good food. We have enough, you know, healthy mindset. And uh, maybe we put that into play. In, in the now. In the, in now. the now. And I am going to say this is a thought, and I'd really love to hear both of your opinions on this, right? So Confucius talks about the um, confusion, right? In chaos is where things get created. That's where higher being comes from, right? So for somebody like me, this is where I thrive because it's complete chaos. So it's all opportunity. That's how my career has built Mm -hmm. over and over. It's when my companies are in mergers and acquisitions and layoffs that I seize a moment, carpe diem, and I rise, and I'm an artist, right? That is really also an artist premise. Artists blow up situations so they can recreate, which is why artists never really rise beyond their own self-destruction, right? So it's just part of the process. For me, this is really a large opportunity to expand and we're also breaking that old paradigm finally right i know this is going to sound possibly you know um hard but the fact that we're shutting down colleges that no longer need to have in-person services because we have technology that reaches a global that's a shift that shift needed to occur and hopefully we can reduce our tuitions because we don't have to pay for all that architecture overhead, right? From a, my financial mind, I'm going, we just stripped out tons <laughs> a lot of, of overhead. Yeah, we blew it up, right? And now we can run freely because t- technology is so versatile and the cost is so much less than the actual cost of the real estate. So 
for me, there's some excitement also, and unfortunately, at the expense of human beings. And we never really want to see that, right? However, there is a way that we can blow up the old. I mean, even watching our Democratic primaries, they're all moving. They're shifting. Something They can't even go into, you know, do their vote in June because they're required to do it in person. I don't know that anybody's going to show up in person, right? So these things, old paradigms are being being blown up. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. And that speaks to your point, Mark. Like now we actually can finally get things done that are moving us into a new way. Yeah. And if we're going to have a shift of mindset, mm-hmm. why, why not? Uh, why not now? We're going right. to have to have a shift of thinking. It's disruptive, if we can uh, steal that word. It's I not, love disruption. Not, That's a great word for technology people. people. <laughs> this is to, what disruption looks like. So, um, no, this is terrific. And I just want to put an exclamation point and, a, and an underline, Melissa, as we wrap up uh, this kind of special uh, part of our conversation. And that is, you know, to, to shift this thinking from I don't want to get sick oh, yes. to I want to stay healthy. Um, and so yes. I, I wanted to sort of pause and hit, hit the highlighter on that as we close, our, because if there was any one thing I would want everyone to take away, it's to get out of the fear and negative mindset, shift into abundance and generosity to ourselves as yes. much as anything. We want to attract uh, good health. Yes. So thanks, thanks for being our guest on Thank this uh, conversation and all the best. And, and folks, uh, again, connect with Melissa on Facebook at Melissa Walsh Healing. And uh, check out all the other resources. We'll also list some things on our uh, website and on our show notes. And um, we really appreciate listening. Kirsten, thanks for uh, organizing Thank this you, interview Mark. for us. It's yes, been terrific. very exciting. And thanks, uh, Scott, at TriPoint Studios for all you do. Uh, this is a great time, again, as, as people are working at home and thinking about what they're going to do from a creative expression. Uh, TriPoint Studios here has you know, audio recording, music, uh, video, uh, photography. Uh, it's all happening right here at TriPoint.com. It's T-R-I-I-I. Point.com. So thanks, everyone. Here's to your IntelliKey as you grow as a leader in your own uh, full potential in your own lives. See you next time. You've been listening to IntelliKey Leadership Stories with your hosts, Kirsten Gouldy and Mark Stenson. Connect with us on LinkedIn or visit our websites, www.pureintelliKey.com and www.mark-stenson.com. IntelliKey Leadership Stories is produced by TriPoint Studios, copyright 2020. Views and opinions expressed are not necessarily those of the TriPoint Studios or its other members. You can find this and other TriPoint podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Thanks for listening to IntelliKey Leadership Stories.